0: with you this morning briefly six principles that will help you in coming into well-being and maybe you'd like to have a little more well-being amen so that that's you huh well okay <laughs> I trust you were just thumbing okay in proverbs chapter 3 this is probably one of my favorite scriptures in fact it is in proverbs in in the old testament because there's such a marvelous plan here for getting us into right relationship with God to receive from him. Do you realize that God wants to bless you? You know that. God is not out to punish you. You ever feel punished? He's not out to punish you. He's not out to condemn you. He's not out to beat you down. Some people have their idea about God is that God is just waiting for me to make a mistake so he can yank my arm out of the socket and then beat me with it. That's some people's idea about God. That's not God. That's not the way he is. That's not the way our Heavenly Father is. He loves you and he wants to bless you. He wants to give you his best. Now listen, let's look at it this way, church. If he was willing for Jesus, his precious only begotten son, to come into this world and die for the sins of men, is there anything else he'd be unwilling to give? Is there any other blessing that he'd not be willing to give? I I suggest to you this morning for your consideration that when Jesus died for you, he made available everything else that God has. Well, you could have shouted right there because that's good news. Uh, God wants to bless you with everything that he has. We we have been blessed in the heavenlies. God has blessed us prior to creation in Christ Jesus. And because of that, God is now in the process of trying to teach us how to get a hold of his blessings. Now, there are a lot of Christians this morning that do not walk in all that they should have. In fact, I would suggest, J.C., that there's probably no one here this morning that's walking in everything that, he, that God wants to give him. Would you agree with that? But I want to be. I want to be in a position. I want to be under uh, the spout where the glory comes out, says the black preacher. I, I want to be there. I want to be right where God can pour it out on me uh, because I believe God wants to do that for me. Now, there are some reasons why God can't if he doesn't. And sometimes he doesn't Uh, can you think in relating to your own children or in a situation where a child you want to bless him you want to give him more responsibility you want him to be able to do some other things but he has not come to a place of maturity yet where he can handle those blessings when my children were two years old I didn't allow them to walk across the street by themselves sister I just didn't do it they weren't able to handle that kind of blessing but when they were six or seven, somewhere along in there, they got to where they could walk across the street by themselves. They had to show me that they could handle that kind of responsibility. I'm glad. Now, I'm saying this under the anointing I trust. I'm glad that God has not always given me everything I've asked him for. Because some of the things I've asked, me, asked him for, well, I know in some cases he has given it to me and it has worked against me. Has that ever happened to anyone? What I thought I had to have was not what I needed. And God has withheld some blessings from me for reasons that I think we can see in this passage. He has withheld from me at times, and I'm glad he has now because looking back on it, had he given me what I asked for, I would have been irresponsible with those blessings. So with every blessing comes a responsibility. Do you agree with that? With every blessing comes a responsibility. Would you say it with me? From every blessing comes a responsibility. That's the way it is with preachers, and that's the way it is with all the rest of us, too. That's the way, but, but, but God wants to bless you more. <laughs> God wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. And I know some of, I don't know most of it, man. Lord, I want to be blessed. I really do. But God wants to bless you more. Sometimes people have a uh, their idea about God is that he's stingy. He's withholding. He doesn't want to bless me. He wants to make me squirm. That's not God at all. I don't believe you can find. I don't believe you can go to the Bible and find that kind of God there. He wants to bless us. But now there, there comes a responsibility with that blessing and there are six commandments in this passage that if we'll walk in them faithfully, we'll come under, we'll come under the glory, the spout where the glory comes out. Amen? Let's look at them. Number one is found, or principle number one or commandment number one is found in the first two verses. It says, my son, do not forget my teaching. Now, that suggests that you have to know his teaching before you can forget it, but once you know it, don't forget it. Uh, I suggest very strongly to you at this point to meditate in the Word of God. I I know some folks that know a lot about the Word, in fact, some preachers that know more about the Word than I do, but I don't consider them, uh, these individuals, to be spiritual. And I think the big difference is not that they know the Word, you can know the Word and not be spiritual. I think that the, the way we come to know, uh, to, into a level of spirituality is when we allow that word to be ingested within our spirit and then we begin to walk in it. It becomes the normal response, the normal Christian life like Watchman Need describes from the book of Ephesians. Let's become the normal Christian. Let's let the normal re- response always be the best one. Do you ever, have you ever made a sudden decision that you regretted later? I think God wants to help us with that. I think that God wants us to make the right decisions when we are pressed for an, uh, a decision uh, on an instantaneous notice that we can come forth with the right word, with the right response, with the right action. Forget not my teaching, but let your heart, let your heart, let the inner man keep my commandments, says God. Let that first response always be the one toward God. Let that first response always be what the one that God wants in your life. How do we do that? Because we have the Word of God in our hearts. We don't forget the commandments of God. Don't forget the commandments of God. And he says the results of that will be length of days. Boy, that's good, isn't it? And maybe you want longer days? You feel like you, you could... Uh, Have you ever felt like the days were too short? I mean, uh, did last Thursday seem too short to you? It did to me. That was a particularly busy day. I started about 6.30, and I didn't quit until way after 10. It was 11 or 12, and it was a long day. It was a busy day, and I was commenting to the Lord and to myself, I suppose, on the way to the house, Lord, I wish there were more time in the day. And the Lord reminded me about this, you know. It, he says, don't forget my commandments. Spend a little more time in my words, says the Lord. I, I wasn't supposed to share that with you. But that's what he said. I made myself a promise not to share that with you. Good grief. Okay. Length of days. Not only will next Thursday be longer, but your days will be more prosperous, and, and you'll have more of them. Amen? You want more of them? You ever feel like it's possible that maybe Christians die too soon? God wants to bless you with long days. Not boring days, but days where you can get a lot done. No no one wants a boring day, but God's going to bless you with long days. Length of life, quality of time spent is the way I would interpret that. Amen. What else is he going to do? Oh, I'll tell you what, this is just like Christmas morning. And peace will he add to you. Not only will your days be longer, but they'll be filled with peace. Now, I wouldn't want longer days if they weren't filled with peace, would you? God separated Adam from the Garden of Eden because the tree of life was there, and he didn't want him to live forever in sin. That's right. And God doesn't want me to live forever in sin. I wouldn't want my days to be longer. I wouldn't want to live longer if I didn't have the peace to go with it because it would just be longer misery. Hello. You want long days, but you want them to be quality days. You want it to be quality time. You want to feel good about yourself and you want to feel good about what you're doing. And that's one thing that will happen if we forget not the commandments of God. The second thing is found in verse 3. Let's read it. It says, Do not let kindness and truth leave you. In fact, he goes on to say, bind them around your neck. And if you were to bind a necklace around your neck uh, called, by, uh, called uh, kindness and truth, they would land right over your heart, I suppose. Let kindness and truth be over your heart. Let kindness and truth be a part of your way of living. Paul puts it this way in Ephesians 4.15. He says, minister the truth in love. We need kindness. That word literally means mercy, or mercy. mercy. Kindness, mercy, or grace, if you please. We need the grace of God, folks. If, if God didn't have grace toward me, I would be judged already. And so would you but he has grace toward me. He, he looks upon me with compassion, but he also looks with truth. God, church, God is a God of justice, and he demands total satisfaction for the punishment of sin. And God knew I couldn't do that for myself. He looked at me through the, through the glasses of truth And he saw there's no way that that Axtell can ever justify himself. So uh, let me add to that the lens of kindness, mercy, and uh, uh, love. And now when he looks at me, he doesn't see me anymore, church. He sees the blood of his precious son, Jesus. He sees the blood of Jesus. And now he says... I can look at my son, Walter, now through the eye of justice and through the eye of truth and also through the eye of mercy, and when I see him, I'm satisfied. Church, when Jesus looks at you, he's satisfied. Now, you may have a hard time with that. You say, well, you don't know what I did last Thursday since you brought Thursday up. That was one heck of a day for me, preacher. That was a terrible day. In fact, this, I did these three things that I really regret. How could God be satisfied with me? Now listen to me very carefully. Jesus, when he died for your sins, he died for all of them. Come on. He died for every one of them, including the ones you committed last Thursday. Now, does that mean that it's okay to do what you did last? No, I'm not saying that at all. But Jesus died for all your sins. You know, if you know that, not just mentally, church, but if you know that emotionally, you can come and run into the presence of the Father just like a little boy, three, four years old, knowing he's done something wrong and have a desire to quickly get it taken care of instead of carrying it around on your shoulders like a dead weight for the next 50 years. Now, Jesus wants to bless you with all that he has, but the reason we don't get blessed more than we do is because of us, not him. Come into his presence, church, and say, Lord, it's not my brother, it's not my sister, it's not me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer, I need to be cleansed today, I need to be justified today. And I thank you that you died for all of my sins and not just the ones I committed several years ago before I got saved. There will never come a time, church, when you don't need a Savior. You need one now, church. You need one now. You'll need one. You need one in eternity. There will never be a day that you can stop relating to Jesus in that way. All right, so mercy and truth bind them around your neck and as God has blessed you with these things that's then the way that we're to treat one another with mercy and truth quickly let's move on number three trust in the Lord notice that in verse five trust in the Lord that's what it says let's say it together trust in the Lord God wants you to trust in him positionally put your trust in him Who were you trusting last Thursday when things didn't go well? Was it the Lord Jesus? Did you put your trust in him? I suggest if the day didn't go so well that maybe you were trusting yourself or some other human agency and you forgot about the blessing of the Lord that was yours. Listen here, church. You're a child of the Most High King. He has blessed you with throne rights. God wants us to come into his presence and receive what is ours. Trust in him, it says. Trust is like the little boy that jumps off of the the roof of of the house that's burning, believing his daddy is going to catch him when he's down there. That's trust. That's faith. But trust is faith in action. It, It says, you say it, I believe it, and that settles it in my heart. Sometimes things don't go so well. Sometimes we have those last Thursdays. But God wants to bring those Thursdays into his presence and sanctify and just and justify. He wants his blood to cover those things too. Amen. What does he say he will do if you will trust him? If you'll trust him in the midst of trial and turmoil and Things aren't going well, and if you'll trust him, what does he say he will do? Now, he goes on to say that trusting him means you don't lean on your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he, what? He'll direct the paths of your last Thursdays. He'll make them. Anybody have a bad day Thursday? (laughs) I keep saying it, okay, somebody had a bad day Thursday. You know, those days come along. But God wants to be in the midst of it with you. That's fine. You can put your hand down now. Amen. It was a bad day? Okay. <laughs> Glory. Amen. He wants to get into the midst of that trial. He wants, God wants you to put him in the mix with you and allow him to bring uh, justification and peace and blessing out of it. Now, the enemy may be trying to do something in your life, but you can always remember this, church, that God always means it for good. God always wants to bring something good out of it and bless you positively, even when the enemy is doing something to make your day bad, or try to. All right, so he will direct your paths. Have you ever felt like your life was out of control? Trust in the Lord, he says, and he will bring some sense into it. He'll bring order into your life. If your life is characteristic of confusion, you know, if you're always going in the outdoor, God will bring uh, uh, peace into your life, and he'll bring order, and things will begin to, to make more sense to you. God wants to bless you that way. God wants to just give us all a good dose of common sense. Is that okay? Is that all right? I mean, we're charismatics now, and we're supposed to walk by faith, but when he says trust in the Lord, he says he'll direct your path. He'll, bring, he'll make sense out of some things that don't make sense. He'll give us, he'll give us uh, more brains than we started out with. I believe that. Some of us, you know, well, I won't say that. I, I, <laughs> uh, I guess I'd need to be at the head of the line if I said it. All right, number seven, or verse seven, here's the fourth principle. Now, what have we seen so far? He says, don't forget his commandments, and he'll make your life long. And peace with it he says uh, bind kindness and truth over your heart oh I didn't tell you what the blessing was there you'll find favor and good reputation amen then the third principle trust in the Lord and he will make your paths straight number four do not be wise in your own eyes and he goes on to say fear the Lord and turn away from evil what is being wise in your own eyes? Is there one word that we could use to describe what that is, being wise in your own eyes? In other words, you feel like you can handle it yourself. What is, what is that? What is that? Is there a word? Th- humanism, amen. That's right. It is humanism. I'll tell you what the first word that came to my mind there was pride. Did that come to your mind too? Pride. There's one thing that God cannot do anything with, and that's pride. He can't bless you if your heart is proud. If you have a self-sufficient attitude, you know, I don't need anybody. I don't think there's anybody like that here this morning. <laughs> I don't need the church. I don't need fellowship. Isn't it sad to think <laughs> that, a, that someone can make it on his own? And and what's more deceptive than that is the person that believes that he and Jesus can make it alone. It's always us and Jesus, church. It's got to be us and Jesus. It can't be me and Jesus. It's got to be us and Jesus. Say amen if you believe that. It's got to be us. It's got to be a corporate. It's got to be community. It can't be just individuals. God doesn't have any spiritual lone rangers. It's us together then wise in your own eyes I can handle this I can, I can do I can handle this I can take care of this I can pay these bills hello that got personal didn't it I can handle this problem at work if you think you can fix the fix If you think you can fix what's wrong, God will fix another fix that you cannot fix, church. (laughs) Sometimes he just wants you to trust in him, not in yourself. He just got through saying, church, trust in me, trust in the Lord. Then he says, trust not in yourself. Does that mean I throw all my common sense that I just received a minute ago? Do I throw all that out? No. But God wants to sanctify common sense. He wants to bring his justice and his mercy and his wisdom and his pleasure into that for my benefit. And then I'll respond in the tough situations the way he would. Amen. Trust in the Lord then. Trust not in your own, trust be not wise in your own eyes. That's pride. Fear the Lord. Now that's humility. Coming under his headship, his provision, his protection, his authority. Coming under all of that and receiving from him, he says, and turn away from evil. Now listen, church, you can't turn away from evil if you don't come under his headship. I've tried that. I've, tr- I've tried to turn over a new leaf. How many of you have ever turned over a new leaf? I've turned over so many. You know, I've got a, I've got all, I've got a whole scattering and menagerie of turn. Come under his headship in the fear of the Lord. When you come under God's provision, his, his headship, his authority, you also not only receive authority, but you receive provision and you receive protection. You receive his blessings. God cannot bless us sometimes if we're out from under. Be not wise in your own eyes. Bring every need to God. Be like a six-year-old boy that's got his knee skin. He doesn't try to handle it himself. I'll tell you what, when I'm out on that playground and I see somebody fall down, I see one of those precious little children fall down, they don't come running to me with it. They come running to somebody who knows how to fix those kind of things. They come to Mr. Pelfrey because he's an expert in those things. And they run in. They don't walk. They don't just kind of come in. They're there. Bang, they're there. Mr. Pelfrey, look at my knee. He says, we can fix that right up. And before they're walking out of there, he's got them smiling. Amen, that's a real gift, and that's the way God does. That's the way a little child will do at home. If he falls down and skins his knee, he makes a beeline for his mama because he knows that she's an expert in such things, right? Daddy's only second best in that case. I've seen him run right by me before. Because I didn't know how. Sometimes I hurt when I do it. I, uh, I was trying to pull one of Stephen's teeth one, one time when he was about six years old. And that was the last one I ever got to try to pull. Because, oh, listen here, you hurt when you do it, Dad. There's somebody else around there that knew more about how to do it. That's the way a little child is. A little child will come to you quickly with his needs. And that's what God says, church, that you're to do. You're to come quickly to him with your needs tell you what he didn't run to the left or to the right either he was decisive he headed for the father's house he knew where his help was and that's the way the church ought to be when we have need be not wise in your own eyes I think I could preach right there if I just put my mind to it what does he say will happen church I love this Well, I'll tell you what he says it will be healing for your body Any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. There's nothing special in my hands or anyone else's that touched a sick person today, but they were obeying the word of God. And I believe that there were healings taking place at this prayer rail today. We rushed into the presence of God. Here's my need, here's my need, Lord. Here's my skin knee, Lord. Fix it up for me. Now that's what the problems are when we're little. They're just as severe as anybody else's But when we stand or when we grow up when we become mature our needs become more complex But god can handle those needs just as easily as he can hand, handle a skin need say amen if you believe that Amen Oh, I like this refreshment to your bones God's going to make sure you stay healthy. Do you know that if you got healthy bones? You're healthy any, um, any scientists here? Any doctors? Anybody knows a little bit more about this than I do? That's where blood is manufactured in the bone marrow, and the King James calls that marrow. I think to your bones, you'll have healthy bones. There's another place in Proverbs says that'll make your bones fat. It's the only part of us that God wants to be fat is our bones. Healthy bones. I'll tell you one of the one of the. The saddest things I've ever seen was in a church that I was pastoring several years ago. There was a young lady in the church and her father was getting on up in years and they were going to the cafeteria one day and he was reaching out to to pick up a cafeteria tray and the radio and oh, both bones in his left arm snapped. They took him to the hospital and they discovered that he had bone marrow, cancer of the bone. And he lived about 60 days after that. Tell you what, that's where the health is. That's where your health is. And God says that if you will not trust in your own wisdom, and if you will come under his headship and fear him and turn away from evil, God says, I'll make your bones fat. I'll make you healthy. Now, which would you rather have, church? Now, we believe in healing. But would you rather have divine healing or divine health if you had your choice? Which one do you think you'd rather have? Divine health? Is that what you were nodding your head about, divine health? Me too. I'd rather have divine health. If I need healing, I'm sure glad that I can, I've got some brothers and sisters that know how to get a hold of God. But if if I had my choice in the matter, I'd rather have divine health. That means you don't get sick. That means you don't need healing. If you need healing, then something, there's a weakness somewhere that God wants to take care of. But if there's not a weakness there, that means you've got divine health. And that's what I want. That's what I want for you. All right, so that's number four. Number five, let's hurry. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Let's say it together. Honor the Lord. Now back in Exodus chapter 33 and verse 18, I'd like you to write that verse down. We're not going to turn to it, but it says uh, Moses is praying. He says, Lord, show us. Your glory remember that he says Lord show us your glory I remember when Campbell MacAlpine was here he he had us marching around Zion sh- seeing the glory of God several years ago now some of you may have missed that wonderful teaching that word glory is an interesting word it means honor it means weight which reminded me of a verse over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. God is, uh, that our light affliction now, our light affliction now is going to be like peanuts compared to that eternal weight of glory. Amen. Church, that's shouting ground. God is going God is going to give us his eternal weight of glory. And what it's saying right here is that we can do the very same thing to God. There's only one group of people that can give glory to God. Everyone else, he gives glory to. But there's only one group of people that can give glory to God. You know who it is? It's the church. When you honor the Lord... Now listen to me, church. Here's where some people... Uh, get the, the blessing uh, spout turned off in their life. They say, when, when God, you see, when God wants to bless you, more than likely he's going to use someone to do it. Have you ever seen dollar bills floating out of the sky if you needed money? It doesn't do that, does it? I mean, they don't just come falling out of the sky uh, unannounced. That would be wonderful. Sometimes uh, you'll come come home one day and bless the Lord, there's going to be six bags of groceries there on your front doorstep and you're saying, oh, praise God, thank you, Jesus. You did that. But they came from M-System. And God appointed someone to go to M-System and get them and bring them to your house. Oh, the Lord gave me this car. That's not telling all of it. God used someone to do that. The Lord gave me this suit, or the Lord gave me this, yes, that's true, but God used human instrumentality to get the job done. Now, what happens in our lives sometimes? We need church, we need a good lesson in how to honor the Lord. Someone comes up to you and says, the Lord says for me to give you this. What's he trying to do? Jesus said, "Inasmuch as you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. When someone comes up to you and says, here, I, I think I'm supposed to give you this hundred dollar bill. I, I want you to take it and use it because I, I, what God just said to. Him. What's he trying to do? He, he's trying to bless you, but what's he trying to do to God? He's trying to honor the Lord any time you give something to someone you're trying to honor the Lord Can you see that do you see that all right what happens if you say oh no you, you can't do that you, know, you can you couldn't do that I wouldn't want you to you need that you need to do it. here's where I learned this lesson I was preaching a revival meeting up in southeast Oklahoma And the preacher took me to a home that had about 19 kids.